Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Tell It All, where we find hope for our struggles and have a safe place for our vulnerability. I'm your host, Doriani Godoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited because today I have such a good friend with me, and I am just ecstatic. Guys, my friend Grace is on the podcast and we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about people pleasing and I'm so excited. But before we start getting into the topic and Grace just jumps in and says hi to y'all, I just want to talk a little bit about who she is and like why I even invited her to the podcast. So Grace and I met here at Liberty and we like met really randomly. It was like one time we like talked and we had a really good conversation and I was just like this is great and then we literally like didn't really talk ever again we like had a class together and we it was just so good and then now this like this she actually helped me change my major actually yeah I did yeah she freaking did and you know what just say hi because then we can just like So good to be on the podcast. Mm. I love Dory. She's the greatest. Oh, I love you. Yeah, so Grace likes to be called Grace Ann, but I call her Grace. I'm literally the only person, I no, feel literally. like. literally. I have a couple people, but, like, you're the person that I consistently see in my life who yeah. calls me Grace, so. <laughs> I don't know why I never, like, attach the Grace Ann. I don't really either, but it sounds natural coming from your mouth. So yeah, this is I true. I don't even think about it. Yeah, you're like, mm, it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah, so, so yeah, so back to, like, the... So she helped me change my major, and then we kind of realized that we had almost every single class together (laughs) this semester, and it's been such a gift because the Lord really has made it clear that, like, we needed to come together, and so Grace and I have, like, very similar thoughts in, like, the way that we believe, and um, people-pleasing has been one that we've both really consistently been like, yeah, that's not okay, and the Lord has, like, shown both of us of, like, the part of it in our life that, like, that it controls. And so Grace is just very wise and I just can't wait to like have her just talk to you guys because you guys are going to learn so much. But yeah, let's get into it. (laughs) Well, first off, like whatever comes out of my mouth is all the Lord. Like Mm. literally none of it is me. But thank you so much for saying all that. I Mm. love you. I love you. Okay. Yeah. So people pleasing, you know, I'm going to look up the definition of, like, what people-pleasing really is. Yeah, I feel like we talk about it a lot, but, like, do any of us actually know what the definition is? Um, um, probably, not. probably not. Okay, it says, uh, it's typically someone who everyone considers helpful and kind. Mm. When you need help with a project or someone to help you study for an exam, they're more than willing to step up. I feel like that romanticizes yeah. the people-pleasing. Which I get where they're coming from because you do want to be kind and you do want to be thoughtful. But I think that there's such a tendency to almost be too kind and too thoughtful and Mm. almost not even looking at what you need. Yeah. And you just look at all the needs of everyone else or just the way that you present yourself like is for other people and not Mm. yourself or not the Lord. Like That's so true. Yeah. It's saying here like someone asked is people pleasing a syndrome and it said – Being a people pleaser isn't an actual mental diagnosis. You can't go to a psychiatrist and get pills for saying no. (laughs) And then it says, but it is a syndrome, a mental condition that affects quite a lot of people and carries similar effects. Um, I mean, factors, but same thing affects also goes with it. But yeah, so I think like people pleasing is like what I would define it as is really just um, wanting to control someone's perception of you. Mm, Like I think like a lot of times... um, like, when we people please, 
like we've talked about it and this is a really strong word to connect to it but it kind of is true like manipulation because you are manipulating the way that people see you Mm -hmm. and so like depending on the person you're kind of having that conversation of like um with them of of like trying to be something you're not you know, like, showing up in ways that maybe you wouldn't have before, but you have that people-pleasing tendency to be, like, well, like, if I just please them, they'll love me, and I know for me, like, it's looked like if I, like, do everything I can to have them love me, they won't leave, or they will, like, we're trying to control the way that they see me so that they don't see the bad parts of me, you know, and it's, like, (laughs) Grace is smiling because we've (laughs) talked about it so much, um, And so I feel like, you know, when it comes to people pleasing, like, you don't give your friends or your family an opportunity to see who you really are because you're, like, controlling the way that you, like, present yourself, you know? Yeah. That that is just one of the biggest things that I've had to find healing from of honestly, Mm -hmm. like, this past year. I've noticed a lot of, I think, people pleasing and sometimes pride can come hand in hand of just, Mm -hmm. like, you want people to see the best of you and you want them to see like, oh, like she's so helpful. She's so kind. She's always there for me. Like she's always the person that like will just sit and listen to me. And it's like that those are such great things mm-hmm. in the right context, yeah. in the right. Um, also, like you don't want to be doing that too much. You don't want to be that like that's the only person that you ever are to people is like mm-hmm. people's therapist. Like, yeah, literally that's so unhealthy. Like that's so unhealthy and that's not a friendship. Yeah. Um, and I honestly don't think that the Lord wants it that way. I think that he built this community to be in community with each other and to be, mm. like, what I've been learning, honestly, this past week is, like, letting people love you is the kindest thing that you could ever do. And, like, being mm. vulnerable and honest with the people around you, like, that's where you're going. Like, that's where the Lord, like, works his, like, mysterious ways. Like, yeah. he will bless that so much. And I think that there is a tendency for me to just be like, oh, well, like, here's my characteristics. Like, I am this, this, and this, but then I'm also this, this, and this, and I don't Mm. tell people the bad things. I don't tell people, like, oh, I really am struggling with this thing, and I'm really struggling with um, maybe, like, how I'm treating people or, like, little things that um, I'm struggling with. I don't ever want people to know that because I do want people to see the best of me. Yeah. No, that's so good. I feel like... Like, that is true. So many times we don't, like, let people in out of fear of, like, really just getting to know our hearts. And I think that, you know, when we look back at, like, Jesus, the way that he lived his life, like, Jesus is not a people pleaser at all. Like, literally, he, like, he stood for what he stood, and he loved people through it. Like, he loved, like, the Samaritan woman. Like, he loved her through her sin, but he didn't sit there and be like, oh, like, you're amazing and, like, all this stuff and, like, trying to, like, like, do something to, because it's, like, you can people please to the point where, like, even people can see you, like, as a god, you know what I mean, of, like, you're, like, like you said, like, they're running to you, they're running to you, they're running to you, it's, like, when are they ever running to God if you're just, like, convincing them that you can be everything they need because you're pleasing every need that they have, and so, like, with Jesus, like, with the Samaritan woman, like, he pleased her need of, like, needing a savior and really if there's anyone we should be people pleasing it really is Jesus and he still didn't give us that example of like being like manipulating how like people perceive him and like you know like well yeah this is the truth about God but like but they're not gonna like that so like maybe I just won't say like Jesus like no no no. like I'm gonna show up the way that I was created to show up and I mean obviously he's God so like it's kind of different but like there wasn't a time where he was like 
going back on who he was because someone perceived would perceive him differently. And so he like he loved people well instead of like trying to please every need that they had. If that makes sense. Wow. That is, no, that's so good. I feel like us as Christians, like if you're a believer, like you're called to follow after Jesus, you're called to be um, his disciple and you're called to be, like follow in his example and his like mm. steps and honestly like that just kind of spoke to me I was like wow like I am trying to be somebody different for everybody else like I'm trying to mm. be like this person's therapist I'm trying to be this person's fun person and I'm trying to be this person's best friend and it's like Jesus was everybody's everyone like mm-hmm. he was just Jesus to everybody and he just loved people the way that they needed it mm. but he never like stepped like he never stepped out of who he was and I think that that's something like honestly to just be taken into account of like how do you think that people should like this is a question I'm just gonna ask you like how yeah. do you think that people should not step out of who they are in order to love people yeah that's a good question so um I love that you're asking me a question about my podcast. It actually makes me so happy. (laughs) Yay. Okay, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think think a lot of times it's being okay with who you are. Like, being okay with the person God created you to be. And, of course, like, we're human, and so there's always, like, a little bit of tweaking of, like, you know, as a Christian, like, you know, if you have a friend who, like, doesn't believe, like, you might present yourself in a different way in a sense of, like, I'm not just going to be like, God, 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 because, like, it might be very overwhelming to them, because, like, I know that for me, like, when I talk to my Christian friends, like, all I do is talk about God, and I'm like, oh, like, this and that, and, like, of course, other things, too, but, like, so I think it's, like, it's not changing who you are or how you react to things, but being mindful of, like, what maybe could trigger them, but if you're put in a position where, like, you know, you have to compromise your beliefs, there's no way. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think, like, presenting yourself just the way that you are and, like, not – I've not really ever, like, held – I mean, I have before, obviously. Like, I'm not perfect. But, like, like, talking about God, you know, like, I think that that is, like, a tricky thing where it's, like, how much – how much until you feel like you're pushing them away. Um, But also, like, I don't know. I think it's really – like, I'm trying to see, like, how to answer this in the best way that could be, like, practical that people could take away. And I think it's just really, like – presenting yourself in the best way and like not changing who you are like not compromising not even just your belief systems but like not compromising what who you are so like not for example for me it would be like like I'm really loud and so like not lowering my my tone because someone's like you're just really loud and it really annoys me like you know or not thinking like oh I don't need to laugh as hard because like maybe someone will judge me you know like and I think that that is something that I had to come to school and be like no, I can laugh really hard, and, like, if no one likes it, that's okay, and, like, I can be loud and proud of who I am, and I think, like, of course, there's different scenarios, like, of, like, when you can present yourself kind of in that way of, like, I think it's, like, also just being respectful, you know, and I think, like, checking your heart of, like, why am I doing this? Like, am I changing, like, am I lowering my, like, the way I laugh? Like, we'll just keep that example. Am I lowering the way I laugh out of, like, respect because of where I am? Like, am I somewhere where I'm not supposed to laugh really loud? Or am I lowering the way that I laugh or, like, trying to laugh, like, quieter because I'm afraid of what people are going to think about me, you know? And so asking your heart posture, like, where is my heart posture? Yeah, I think something that you touched on that I honestly, like, 
really connected with was like knowing who you are. I think for a long time why I was such a big people pleaser is honestly because I had no clue who I was. Hmm. So I almost let other people's view of me define who I was. Yeah. Like if somebody told me like Grace Ann, you're this way, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're right. I am this way and I'm going to act that way. And like, Mm. I think I would be with different people and act different ways. Like with maybe, and I would almost, I would almost be like, well, I'm closer to this person. So I'm going to act a little sillier with them or Mm. I'm not as close with them. So I want them to see that I'm kind and shy maybe like, yeah, yeah. There's different things that I would just like, I honestly had no clue who I was honestly, like Mm. until maybe like two years ago where I was just like, Lord, like, I'm your daughter. Like, mm. I know who I am because I know who you are. Help me figure out my characteristics. Like, help me live in that. Because I think that for a lot of us, we probably don't understand that, like, just because I may look different than my best friend or just because, like, my personality is different than other people's, like, it's it's still a personality that the Lord loves. And it's, mm. st- like... I think for me, like, since I'm on the quieter side, I'm more reserved, um, I'm shy, like, I'm not, like, the crazy, like, ah, outgoing person, and I think a lot of times, like, I can find a lot of insecurity in that, of just, like, well, around these people, like, they're really fun, and, like, they get the attention, so, like, I'm gonna be like that, too. I went Mm. through that in middle school, like, I would literally act, like, I don't use this word lightly. Like, I would literally act stupid and, like, the dumb blonde. Like, mm. I, like, people, my friends would call me the dumb blonde who wasn't blonde. And, like. Wow, that's li- not kind. But yeah, still. it's not kind. But, like, I allowed them to say that over me, and then I acted in that way. You know, like, mm. they would speak that into my life. And I was like, well, if they see it, it's obviously true. Mm. And so, like, I acted that way. And I remember my mom, like, she would, like, my friends would get out of the car, and she would just be like, what even was that? Like, you don't act that way. And I was just like, yeah, I do. Like, it's who I am. And it's like, it wasn't who I was. Like, Mm. I know that that's not who I am. And like, you probably look at me now and you're like, literally, where did they get that from? Yeah, I literally don't even like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like definitely didn't know that version of Grace. (laughs) Like Like, middle school me was just whack, but like, that's how I was. And I Mm. think depending on my friends, like that would change. Like I wasn't always the dumb blonde. Like then I got different friends yeah yeah thankfully thankfully (laughs) and well no love them it was just we were middle school yeah yeah it's different different. but like then I got different friends and I became something somebody else for them too and so Mm. I think for a long time I just did not know my security in the Lord and my confidence in the Lord and who Mm. I was and like I think that's where like when we don't know who we are like obviously people pleasing is going to come into play like because we just want people to feel loved like at the end of the day like that's what people pleasing is it's like Mm. I just want them to feel loved and when you're just so focused on that when you're like I have to love them when in like whichever way that we have to it's like oh goodness that's just not true like you can love them well and still love yourself well and still be true to who you are and like Mm. I think that is something that is so huge that I just see in today's world and like I've seen on this college campus, I've seen it everywhere, like, it is so evident, and it's Mm. such a scary thing that we're having to deal with. Yeah, that's so, so good, Grace. Yeah, no, I think, so I think, like, even you just saying, like, it's, like, I want them to feel loved, and I even want to look at it, like, I want to take that thought for a second and and elaborate, but also look at it in a, in a sense of, like, what if you're people-pleasing because you want to be loved? 
and you want the person to love you. And so, like, I know for sure, like, wanting to love them, like, what people-pleasing can look like is, like, um, deciding to show up every single time they're having a heartbreak, deciding to, like, always be, like, the friend that's available no matter what. Like, I have to pick up the phone or, like, they're going to, you know. And that was something that I remember telling, like, in therapy, like, learning, like, no, Dory, like, you don't always have to be the available one. Like, you're allowed to not answer the phone because you have to trust that they have other friends and that or they can just go to God, you know. And, like, and that is, like, hard for me sometimes because, like, I'm, like, well, what what if I'm the friend who needs a friend? Like, what I want to be there for them. And it's, like, no, but it's okay if, like, my friends can't be there for me because at the end of the day, they're not God. Yeah. And they're not, like, they don't, they don't, they weren't created to please me. They weren't created to satisfy you. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, like, it really is the question, like, are we running to God, you know? And so, like, but I think in my way, in my life, a lot of people pleasing also manifested in, like, wanting to be loved. And so I was, like, if I just please everyone and make everyone happy in my friend group, then they're not going to leave me. And, like, they're not going to have a reason to run away. Like, they're not going to have a reason to, like, not choose me as a friend at the end of the day. And so, like, in therapy, I had to learn that, like, I am worth being loved even if I don't show up. Like, even if I am, like, in that moment not very lovable. Because the thing is, like, love is a choice. Like, it's not just a feeling. And so, like, and a lot of people say that about, like, relationships or marriages. And you're like, oh, well, like, love is a choice. And, like, But it also implies in, like, all of our relationships. Like, when our friends are grumpy, like, you don't really want to love them in that moment because you're like, dang, you've been stopping at me all day, you know? But you're choosing to love them even though they were grumpy. And so it's still a choice. And so I think, like, I think, like, when we love our friends out, like, apart from people-pleasing, we can love them better, I think, honestly, because we're, like, genuine in our love. It's not about, like, okay, well, if I love them well enough, then they're not going to leave me. Or if I love them this way, then they're going to feel loved. It's like, no, I'm loving you the way I know how to love. And there's obviously, like, I think we also need to be kind of careful with that, too. Like, I want to be careful with that because, like, people are loved differently. So we do try to be intentional about loving them differently. You know, that looks like acts of service and words of affirmation and, like, all those things. But, like, I don't know. Like, just, yeah, all that I said, I don't even know, like, what we're saying. That was so good. I think, like, Honestly, that probably it like wanting to feel loved is probably our biggest like motivation for mm-hmm. people pleasing. And I honestly don't think I really recognize that until you just said that. Like wanting to like if I know that people like if I know that people know that I show up to things and that I'm there and that I'm a good friend and that like I'm always available, like then they're going to somehow love me so much. And, like, mm. they're, I think that that almost comes as, like, a savior complex of, like, I know that yeah. if they're coming to me all the time, like, they're not going to want to leave because I'm their savior, because mm. I'm the person that's, like, digging them out of the holes. And that is, uh, that is, like, it scares me because I, I was saying that in counseling to my counselor, and I was like, yeah, I think that I have a savior complex. And she was like, I'm so glad that you recognize that. <laughs> Julian, say that. I didn't have to tell you. <laughs> and I think, like, with the Savior Complex comes, like, wanting to be everybody's Jesus and wanting to be mm-hmm. the therapist. And, like, I think you feel so important when people come to you. Like, mm-hmm. I know I do. Like, oh, 100%. When people come to me and they're like, I just need to tell you this. Like, I know that you have the words to say afterwards. I'm like, well, the Lord has the words to say, but, like, you can tell me. You know? It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, my word. Like, 
them coming to me does no different because I am not the Lord. I am mm-hmm. not somebody who can actually make a difference in their life. Like there's nothing that I can say, nothing that I can do that can change their circumstance. Like mm. I am not God. And I think that there is like a pride in that and that I need to just humble myself to be mm. like, Lord, when they're coming to me, when they're like directed at me. And obviously there are times when we do need to be that person for people to, to yeah. just listen to them. Like, after they've come to the Lord first. Mm -hmm. I think that we still, like, we're in community for a reason. We're in accountability for a reason. Um, But I think that you need to, like, find the balance of being their friend, but also pointing them back to our Savior, pointing them back Mm -hmm. to the Lord and not just being, trying to be their Lord. Because that is not a burden that we were meant to carry. Mm -hmm. Like, that is something I'm learning right now is, like, even if a girl is going through a very tough thing, like, I can love her and I can be there for her, but I cannot try and heal her or save Mm -hmm. her. Like that is not something that I'm capable of doing. And that's an expectation and a pressure that I know I put on myself and you probably do too. And it's like, it brings you down to the ground because you're like, I'm feeling so heavy right now. There's so much weight on my back. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Jesus is literally looking at us and saying, I already died for what you're carrying on your back. Like if you Mm -hmm. just took that off, like you'd be able to stand up free and like, I think think that that is something I'm trying to live in daily of just like there are burdens I am actively carrying that I don't have to Lord Mm. point them out in my life Lord have somebody point them out in my life like yeah give me conviction give me guidance Lord like I know that your spirit is with me so Mm. like guide me correct me and I think that that is like such a beautiful thing that we have in our father that like he is not like he's not leaving us in those circumstances. Like mm-hmm. he's not looking at us and saying, you're trying to take my place. Yeah. See you later, Dory. Like, yeah. No, that's like, so good. So he true. He still loves you. Like he's still looking at you and he's like, you're trying to be me, but I'm going to have grace with you. And I know that I'm going to eventually correct you in your ways. And mm-hmm. like, I really think that that is something like that the Lord has really been teaching me and just honestly going to counseling and realizing that like, I'm a CGL on campus. Like, I can carry all five of my girls' burdens if I wanted to. Like, yeah. it, it would be extremely difficult, but I could do it. Like, yeah. I could do it, and I would I would if I could, you know? Like, yeah. But I know that the Lord, like, he doesn't want me to do that, and so I'm mm-hmm. not going to step into something that he doesn't want for me. Yeah. Like, that's not my will. No, that's literally so good. Like, that is, yeah, like, I'm honestly, like, kind of speechless because that was really good. Um, But I think, like, I think you, what you're saying is so true, just, like, the conversations that are had, like, when people come to us, like, we have to remember, like, all we can do is, like, ask the Lord for wisdom. And I think, like, I think there are times in our lives where we, like, our words can't be impactful. Mm -hmm. And so, like, um, that the Lord can still use us. Cause like, I know there's times where I've gone to God and I'm like, hold on, I'm about to have a cough attack. No, you're good. <coughs> I'll actually just like, I'll speak into that because like, I know, so one of my spiritual gifts is wisdom, which is a blessing and a curse because sometimes like I try and speak out of my own wisdom and I try and speak from my flesh. And I know that the Lord can use that, but it can get discouraging where it's like, oh my goodness, like. I didn't invite the Lord into that conversation. Like, now he's not going to use it. Mm. That's just not true. Like, the (coughs) Lord can do whatever he wants to do, and he will. And I think that, like, um, when people do come to us, like, I never want to get to a place where I'm speaking from my flesh (coughs) only. Like, I know that the Lord, um, I know that he is so faithful and that, like, 
even if maybe in a like in a situation I I didn't go to him first or I didn't ask for his wisdom or discernment like I trust that he still used me that he mm-hmm. still used me as a vessel even if I wasn't aware of it and I think yeah. like that's something that like really hurts my heart when I don't do that because I know that my words are so weak and I know that his are so powerful and mighty mm. and strong. And like, I never want to be the person speaking out of my own self, like literally ever. <coughs> so I think like, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry if you guys can hear my coughs in the back. Just having, just going through it. It's fine. But yeah, no, like that is good. It's so good. I literally am just like shocked by just like the Lord. Um, yeah, no, like I was saying, like, our words are really, imp- I think our words can be extremely impactful, which is why, you know, the Bible says, like, our tongue can be death or life, and so, like, our, I think, like, <clears throat> when our friends come to us, we definitely can 100% be, um, can change their circumstance in some ways, but, like, only by the grace of God, and that's the thing is, like, there has been times in my life where I've been, like, Lord, I know, like, you want me to, like, sit here and listen to you, but, like, I just don't know how to do that right now. And so I need you to like bring someone into my life that is going to speak your wisdom and your words. And so, and I've seen God do that. And that's the graciousness of the Lord is that in the midst of it, you know, we can have so many good conversations and like with people who love the Lord that can just really just, I don't even know, just like help us, help us glorify God in our situation. And, um, and like you were saying, like, our words really are weak and we have to invite him in. And I think that, I think that's even just holding ourselves accountable of like yeah. asking ourselves, like as soon as someone's like, Hey, can we talk immediately being like, God, like, please move in this. And like an example of it was like one of my friends, I called her one time and I was going through a situation. And the first thing she asked me was like, have you talked to God about it? Mm-hmm. And I was I like, people like that. I know. And I was like, I have not. And he, she was like, cool. Like, go talk to him first and then you can call me and like, let me know what he said. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. That is how it should work. You know, I feel like we've definitely swayed from the people pleasing, but I love right where we are. So well, I'm not even upset about that you it. Said that, Cause I was just about to like, how to make a full swing. of it. I love it. Let's do it. Honestly, Grace, like, can you just come on like every time? Oh my gosh. It. Whenever you want me, I'll be here. But, um, one of my favorite verses is first, first Thessalonians two, four. And it says on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts hmm. and like, that I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I've ever heard that verse oh, before. I'll send it to you. Please do. It is so powerful that we have been entrusted by God mm. to be vessels by him. And that's why we don't please others. Like, that's why mm. we step into, Lord, whatever, whatever I'm supposed to say, whatever I'm supposed to do right now, may it be pleasing to you. May it be honoring mm. to you. May it be glorifying to you, not to man. And I think that that's the, honestly, like, probably a verse that we need to pray over our lives way more than we do like I know for yeah me, like, that verse is such a reminder of like whatever comes out of my mouth shouldn't be coming out of my mouth if it's not from the Lord mm. and I think also like so God true. knows our hearts like when we're people pleasing like he knows the fears that we have when we're doing that he knows the lies that we're believing when we're doing that and I think that he knows us and he's going to have so much grace and so much just like mercy over us that like Mm. there is something about the way that the Lord treats us, even though we're, we may be so overwhelmed with how people are viewing us and so overwhelmed with the way that people um, perceive us. Like 
that he is just going to look at us and say, like, wait, you're still my daughter. You know, like, mm. you're still my beloved daughter. And, like, that's beautiful. No, that is so good. As you were saying that, um, I was thinking of, like, you know, like, the verse that I think it's, like, very common, but people are, like, the Lord's, like, I created you in your mother's womb. Like, I knitted you, like, in her womb. Like, I knew you before you were even born. And I think that that's something that, honestly, we forget. Like, God knew us from the moment we were conceived, honestly, before that, I don't know how, like, the whole thing works, right, but, like, (laughs) he knew us at least, like, when we were in our mom's stomach, and, like, he'll know us until, like, thankfully eternity, you know, and so he knows our hearts, and, like, um, I would say, like, people-pleasing, honestly, probably breaks God's heart, because, like, we are trying to present ourselves as something we were not created to be, and so, like, God is, like, no, 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 like, I didn't create you to present yourself like that, like, what's going on, like, take a step back, you know, and I think that that's something that, like, we have to remember, too, is, like, like, it's not, like, sin is, sin breaks God's heart, but it's not the only thing that breaks God's heart, you know what I mean, like, when we, like, are unkind to ourselves, like, that breaks God's heart, like, when we, like, people please, that breaks God's heart, like, when we, like, don't spend time with him, that breaks God's heart, you know what I mean, and so, like, if we can just think about, like, how if we show up in a different way than what we were created to show up as, that's breaking God's heart. And so it's like, it's it's not fair to him, it's not fair to us, and it's not fair to the person we're presenting ourselves to. And so like, you know, I don't think I've ever shown up somewhere where I'm intentionally people-pleasing and it's not just love, and I've ever walked out feeling like, oh, I feel so filled up. I feel like I just glorified God. Like, And I mean, I think there is times you can glorify God in your people-pleasing because God can use everything for his good. But I think like you just have to be really careful and like really intentional about the way you present yourself and like, and that it's not altering to who you were created to be. And I think there are things in our lives like that I, even in myself, like through healing, I've like realized like, oh, that is not how I want to present myself. Not even just because I want to please somebody, but that because that's not kind. And I think that there's like, there can be a little bit of a difference there where people are like, well, this is who I am and like whatever. And I'm not here to please anyone and blah, blah. And I think that's not the mentality I'm talking about of like, I, I am toxic, but I still show up toxic because I don't care. No, no, no. Like there's a difference there than showing up as like who you were created to be in Jesus and like who you're created to be in like God and like, and being like, oh, this, like, this version of me isn't hurtful. And I think even if we show up in times where we are hurtful, like, I think that we're still supposed to be loved in that. And so, like, trying to consistently never show up as anything less than, like, kind and perfect and all this stuff, yes, that is the intention, but that's not going to be, that's not realistic, you know? And so, like, if we can just have grace for ourselves in those moments instead of completely triggering ourselves into like I should have done better I should have like people please I should have done this and that and blah blah and just being like okay like I didn't do that and like this is like what happened and this is like how my heart was feeling and you know what can I do better next time to show up in like a kinder way but it isn't people pleasing it's just me showing up kinder you know when that's almost like finding the balance of like loving people and not people pleasing. Like, mm. what do you think that balance is? Like, I honestly don't even know if I'm kind of aware of that. I know. I, that's something that, like, you saying that, I was like, ooh, okay. Um, I think I just, every time I just want to go back to our heart. Mm. Like, what is our heart, heart posture? Like, are we loving them because 
that's what we feel called to do or is it because we think we need them or because it like makes us feel better to have them in our lives or what can we get from them like not just like like oh they fill me up but like if there is a, a motive other than love then then it's like then it's people pleasing I feel like you know and I feel like that's a little extreme but and I think like there can be some like leeway in that but I don't know I think like I think just loving people is like shown like I don't know I'm trying to think of like um I think loving people is directing them to Jesus Mm -hmm. and like loving them is like loving them well but I think I always say like even saying no is still love yeah you know like even telling someone like I can't come I'm sorry like that's still love like even telling someone like I'm really sorry like I have so much going on and I don't think I'm the person that you like should come to you right now because I don't have anything to say because I am like maybe I'm not abiding in God right now or I'm not doing this I think that's still love I think like I think I always tell people I'm like even your no is loving because if like I saw this quote one time and it's like it's like if they don't love your no as much as they love your yes then they don't actually love you that's so good they only love the version of you that shows up perfectly and that always pleases them and so it's like I really believe that it's like the version of ourselves like Mm. yeah really just your heart posture and like remembering that a no is still love yeah I think another thing that I was thinking of is like when I'm people pleasing I tend to not always tell the truth or I tend Mm. not to always um, feel comfortable telling the truth and I honestly believe like one of the biggest things with loving people is like being so honest with them being so vulnerable with them and like if I am not, if I'm not doing that with somebody in my life, I'm probably falling into people pleasing with them. And mm-hmm. I think that like, that's where I think I've seen, as just like you were talking, I think that's where I've seen a lot of my people pleasing versus love play out is like, I know that when I am truly loving someone and I know that I am being loved by them that like we're being honest like we're being vulnerable we're Mm. like seeing each other for who we are and like I think that people pleasing is kind of you get into the tendency of like maybe only you know me and I don't actually know you because Mm. you always come to me and I always say yes and like that's the only thing that almost like you're ever like using me for and like there comes a tendency with that sometimes the one-way relationship yeah and like those are so dangerous they're they're so dangerous because you may know, like, you name, you may know my heart, but I may never know yours because mm. I only just come keep, like, I just keep coming to you because I'm like, oh, like, this is going on or, like, da-da-da-da-da, like, do you want to go hang out? Like, yeah. And not actually getting to know each other. Honestly, like, people-pleasing, like, when you're stuck in that, like, evaluate your friends. Like, evaluate mm. if you really know your friends and if they really know you because I think that that's where I've seen a huge difference between my friendships, like, last year versus this year like Mm. being able to see my high school friendships versus my college ones like I love my high school friends they're amazing but like there is such a difference because I have learned to be vulnerable I've learned to be honest in my friendships Mm. now and I think honestly like I've come to a place with a lot of my friendships that I'm not stuck in this pattern of like trying to please them because I know that they love me because they know me Mm. yeah that's so good yeah I think like being known is being loved like being like them knowing your heart them knowing your vulnerable side is you like them loving you and and it yeah I think that's such a good I was about to ask like um we can even come up with like 
and maybe you can share some and then I can think about some or we I can go first but just like what are some key ways that people can like get out of people pleasing or even like what are some things that you know if someone's like listening to this and they're like oh my gosh like I'm doing that you know like and you know what is it like how do you get freedom from it and like you know I mean Jesus first right but it's like what can what are practical ways that someone can apply freedom to like people pleasing I'm so practical I like (laughs) I like that's what (laughs) my therapist is always like Okay, can we be a little less practical, a little more emotional? <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. You need steps. Like, you need steps. Um, yeah. I would say, honestly, one, like, if you're recognizing it, that is a huge step. Like, mm-hmm. that is a huge thing to even just be recognizing it. Um, I would also say, two, um, talk to somebody about it. Mm. Like, verbalize what you're realizing. Yeah. Um, so, like, verbalize that okay, I know that, like, I know that I'm trying to be someone that I'm not for everyone, Mm. and I'm trying to do everything for everyone, and I can't do that anymore. I think having somebody to keep you accountable with that is huge. Accountability partners, humongous. They're, like, it is such a life-changing thing because they're the people that are going to step into your life, and they're going to be honest, and Mm. honestly, like, they're probably going to be the most freeing and loving relationship that you will ever have Mm. you're gonna have to be really blunt and obvious like and honest and just like open and vulnerable and uncomfortable but you're gonna have to do it because if you want freedom enough like if you want healing over this if you want real relationships like you've got to do it you've got to make the steps like Mm. don't be passive about it you've got to do it so like so true um even if you do recognize something i would just say like Come to a place where you know that you're going to do something, that you're not just mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, yeah, I struggle with this. Boo-hoo me. I'm going to keep doing it because yeah. I, I'm going to have friends. You might yeah. go through a very lonely season. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I think, like, that is okay because the Lord, like, the Lord is going to grow you so much in that. And, like, he's going to show you that, like, he is your best friend. That he mm. is the person who loves you more than anybody else on this earth. And I think I had to personally probably go through that. Um, at the beginning of 2021 of just like I didn't have many people around me I didn't have a lot of people in my life and so like the Lord was my person like he Mm. became the person that I crutched on he became the person who knew me like he is the reason that I'm sitting here today and I think like being able to be so open and honest with the Lord about what you're going through is a huge thing because Jesus is our only freedom. He is our Mm -hmm. only healing. Like your accountability partner cannot be your Jesus. So remember that like, yeah, they can hold you accountable. They can keep you to it, but the Lord is the only right way that you're going to actually find healing and freedom Mm -hmm. from that because healing is in his word. And, um, I'm just saying his word hurts sometimes, but it's so good. Amen. Conviction hurts, but it's good, and you need to step into obedience with that. Yeah. Amen. I just love everything you've said. Yeah, I think, like, something I would say that I was thinking, like, when you were talking was, like, um, the problem with people-pleasing is that you see results, right? So, like, there is results in people-pleasing, like, which is why it's become such a huge part of our society is because, like, um, there is results in it, and sadly, like, people stay friends because of people pleasing but I think like I think for me you know when I was like number one like get go to consulting (laughs) 
go to therapy. That's what I always say. But like, because it's just like so good. But that's not the only way, obviously. But just like, I think also just recognizing that like you're lovable because of who you are. I think that's like also really important. Like after, of course, like after the steps of grace of like, you know, making sure you're like, okay, I've like, I recognize it now. And like, I need the Lord. And so remembering to like run to God and even asking him like, okay, God, like show me the steps to like, what are the steps I need in my life to walk out of people pleasing? Because of course, like our steps are different in a way, but like, so Jesus, and then remembering like who you are in the Lord and remembering that like you are valuable because you are a daughter or a son of Christ and like of the Lord. And so like you get that honor to be that person. And so like you're worthy of love just because of that. Like it's like number one. And like, and then just like, really just like she said, like evaluate your friendships, like see if people pleasing is a part of your friendships. And if they are having that conversation of like, how can we as a group or like, how can I and myself walk out of this? And like, it might look like you walking away from your friendships if they're unwilling to love you past your people pleasing. And so like, like she said, like, there could be a season of, si- of I was going to say singleness. <laughs> mm, I mean, maybe if you realize that you're I mean, dating someone who likes your people pleasing. Well, yeah, I guess, like, that's a really good point, though. Yeah. That, it probably happens <laughs> a lot in relationships. So yeah, it probably does. Don't but just look at your friendships. Look at your boyfriend, your girlfriend, mm-hmm. your situation. Even your family relationships. Amen. Like, just looking at. But, yeah, so your season of, like, I hate calling it. It is what it is, a season of loneliness, but I also, like, don't love calling it that because it sounds negative. I think it's a season to abide in the Lord. And you're not truly lonely. Yeah, exactly. Like, I talked about that, like, did I talk about that in the podcast? I don't even remember. Um, but, like, when the Lord, like, when you're lonely in a way, like, when you're alone, the, it's an invitation to, like, the Lord's presence. And so, like, remembering that, like, if you come out of your friendships and you're like, no, like, literally all of them are people-pleasing, and I can't, nobody wants to fix it, you know, because they all love the, the cycle of people-pleasing. Um, going to the Lord and saying, like, okay, God, like, I'm going to take a step from this friendship that I have with these people, and, like, I'm going to trust that you're going to bring someone, some people in that are going to teach me that I'm lovable because of who I am and because of who you've created me to be. And I think, like, sometimes we underestimate, like, taking a step back and waiting on the Lord and saying, like, God, I trust that you're going to come through Um, because we're, like, we want to, like, fix everything and everything is in our hands and our plans and we're going to do this. But it's, like, God is so much more powerful than us. And so, like, remembering to take a step back and being, like, God, I trust that you're going to teach me how to break this cycle and you're going to bring people in my life who are worth, like, not pleasing in that way. I think something I'm just not connecting to is, like, um, I was – Reading, I think, in Zephaniah, I'm praying that that's the right thing. Holy Spirit, (laughs) please tell me it is. But I was reading in Zephaniah, and it was talking about, like, the pattern of refinement and restoration. And that, Mm. like, there has to be refinement in order to get restoration in Jesus. Like, there has to be that. And, like, um, I was talking with my RS about, like, what refinement looks like and how it hurts. It is so awful. But I love it. But, like, I am... I'm going through refinement to get Jesus, to get the mm. restoration. Like, I think that that is, like, it's going to hurt to go That's through. a whole episode right there. No, literally <laughs> it is. So, like, I'll kind of, like, No, you don't have much, to, like, cut but, yourself down at all. Um, I do think, like, there is going to be a point when you have to realize that, like, 
what you're going through, like, there's a spiritual maturity aspect of this that, like, of letting, like, go of people pleasing. Like, mm. you have to understand that it's for a purpose, and it's not just to hurt you. It's not just to take away your friends. It's not to make you feel lonely. Like, it is to refine you so that you can reach restoration, so that you can mm. reach the end, like, so that you can just, like, find healing in that. And, like, that's the purpose. Yeah. Like, the Lord just wants to see you grow. Like, the Lord just wants to see your obedience. Like, he wants to see that you want to um, chase after sanctification, like, mm. holiness. Like, all of this, like, people-pleasing holds us back from all of that. And so I mm. think um, just being able to recognize it and know that, like, there's a purpose in it. And I know that that sounds so cliche. No, but, but like, it's so true. What do we always say? Like, they're cliche for a reason. Because <laughs> they're true. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I cut the the like the <clears throat> the quote wrong but it's true like like I, what were you gonna say like what was your side of the cliche well I think I've heard like cliches are cliches are cliches because they're true because they're true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but same know. thing like yeah, it's all the same thing they're cliches because they work because they've been yeah. fruitful because they've you know people have found fruit in it but wow grace what a good time such a good the conversation Lord is good. the Lord speaks through us he's mm. faithful yeah no so true and like I just want to thank you for even just coming on here and like having this conversation with me like I know that we both have struggled with it and I just like appreciate your vulnerability and your ability to just like be like yeah guys like I've struggled with this and like this is what it looks like and all that stuff because like um vulnerability is what like moves mountains like I believe that and like um I just want to thank you for your wisdom and like for letting the Lord speak through you and like for you being able to be like, yeah, like God gets the glory at the end of this. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Dory. Thank you You're for welcome. having me. I mm. love your podcast. Uh, I so love exciting. Grace. Plug yours. Oh, yeah. So, guys, I also have a podcast with my best friend slash roommate, Hannah mm. Lynn. It's called The Sabbath Podcast. <laughs> so good. Um, we come out with episodes on Sundays. So go listen. Yeah, go give it a listen because they're both such amazing women of the Lord. and. And you will learn so much. There's always time to listen to a podcast. You're so kind. <laughs> you love me so well, Dory. Oh, so do you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> We're just like staring at each other. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I always forget like what you can do here on these podcasts. Give it a like or it's, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and review. then like review if you feel called or led to do so. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, guys, so I will talk to you guys on the next episode of Tell It.